listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Ryan Schweitzer enjoying the freedom of Swift Currents. Craig Boschman in the hub in Regina. Just a, a few days away from the puck dropping on this uh, unconventional 24-game Western Hockey League season. Uh, Bosch, what's the what's the mood like around the hub right now? I think uh, for me personally, I'm pretty surprised how, how fast the days are going by. I kind of thought they would drag on a little bit just with, um, you know, being kind of hanging out in the room, so to speak, and, you know, going to the rink and all that kind of stuff. I thought it would be a little bit of a, you know, a slow trudge through, but uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with how fast it's moving by. I mean, it's already March 10th and only a couple of days away from uh, from game action. So it's, it's pretty exciting and uh, really looking forward to that first game against Saskatoon on Saturday. Our socials have been pumping out the video content, and I know you've had a hand in that. What was that one you posted the other day, that marathon walk from the, the bus to the ice? What was the situation there? Yeah, so with so many teams practicing, um, you know, obviously only one team can use the brand center at a time. So when there's two teams that are practicing at the same time slots, so to speak, uh, one team's at the brand center and one team is at the cooperator center, which is kind of next door. And there's like four or five ice sheets at the cooperator center where the the U18 uh, Regina Pack Canadians play. So uh, the Broncos had to make that little walk up the bus ramp and outside to the next rink and through some snow. So it kind of makes uh, makes for a bit of an interesting uh, walk over there, to say the least. I got physical conditioning just watching that. I can't imagine what it was like for the boys. That was a haul. <laughs> so just a few days away from the, the puck drop on the 2021 season, uh, in the past two editions of the Broncos This Week podcast, we talked about the rookies that are going to be joining the Swift Current Broncos this year. We talked about new faces that are WHL veterans on the most recent editions. So now continuing our roster breakdown with the returning members of the Swift Current Broncos from last year, uh, Eric Hoke. You know, he's a guy that uh, I imagine is being leaned on for a bit of a leadership role heading into 2021 here. Yeah, and, and he and some other guys have done a really great job of, of just being leaders off the ice. Um, you know, when I'm hoping to grab guys for for quick interviews or whatever, maybe, you know, they, you know, a guy like Eric Hoke is helping out, you know, asking who I need and if there's somebody in the room he wants him to grab uh, type of thing. So, um, you know, he had an A on his jersey for the last half of the season after the trade deadline there and, and a guy who's, uh, you know, an integral part of that penalty kill and, uh, you know, defensive shutdown type of forward. So, um, you know, it's 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 great to see him grow a little bit as a leader and, and be some you know, more vocal uh, off the ice. So, looking forward to seeing what he can do, and um, you know, I'm sure he's going to improve his game even further in this uh, shortened season. Looking at the Bronco roster, it looks like uh, Bodie Hagen got put in a new number, wearing 13 for this upcoming year. Uh, what can you tell us about 13, who uh, arrived via trade to the Bronco organization last year? Yeah, and we see how many times that's going to trip me up over the season looking for number 36 out there instead of 13. But uh, yeah, you know what, Bodie, I think he he kind of admitted that last year he was just kind of getting his feet wet in the, in the league a little bit. And obviously it was a big jump for him coming from the, the OHA program there in Edmonton. So um, he, he felt comfortable after the trade. You know, he said the guys were were really welcoming uh, to him after that trade from Brandon. So, uh, you know, he's he's really vocal as well, kind of one of those chippy guys out there joking around and laughing with the guys. So uh, I think he helps keep the room light, which is obviously important over the course of a, you know, a season like this where things are so, uh, you know, combined and then so close together, all these games and stuff like that. So uh, a guy that I think can play pretty much every role, he's got a little bit of speed and he's had some offensive touch in, in previous years, a bit of a playmaker. So uh, looking forward to seeing him get into action. And um, he's, uh, he's looking forward to scoring his first goal. I can tell you that much. Raphael Pelche, a 2002 born forward, uh, getting set for another season in Swift Current. Uh, what have you seen from, from Raphael the first few days of practice? 
Yeah, and I think he was one of those guys who uh, who really got better as the year went on. Um, you know, it, it didn't always show on the on the score sheet uh, for him with with goals and assists and whatnot. But um, one of those guys who just worked so hard, and uh, those are the guys who usually get rewarded at the end of the day with uh, you know pucks going off them and in or being in the right place for a rebound after after out, out battling a defenseman in front or something like that. So. Um, you know, I think he's one of those guys who now really knows what it takes to, to be a, an impact player in the league after getting uh, that rookie season under his belt. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, you know, I think he's got a nice shot, a bit of a, a sneaky, a sneaky, strong shot, I think is what was what uh, Raphael has. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, play a bit of a bigger role this year and uh, seeing how it works for him. Acquired last year in the uh, Ben King trade, Connor Seleski, a former first round WHL Bantam pick, and uh, he's getting set for his second season as a member of the Swift Current Broncos. Yeah, and he's a guy who who had some major offensive touch in his draft year. You know, first round pick, as you mentioned, scored 43 goals that year when he got drafted. So uh, he certainly has the offensive ability, and then it's just a matter of establishing himself now. I think um, you know he got traded twice from from Prince Albert to Red Deer, and then Red Deer to Swift Current. So uh, you know he's got a home now here at the Broncos. Uh, was able to get into you know game action pretty regularly last year. So I think he's a, a pretty motivated guy who who wants to show why he was a first round pick and kind of show off that offensive ability that he has. So. Uh, hoping that he can kind of regain that scoring touch uh, for himself and also for the Broncos. It would be uh, you know a big boost for him to be able to, to chip in regularly. A young man who was a rookie in this organization last year who uh, really seemed to embrace the opportunity that he was given and make the most of it, uh, talking about Aiden Bullich from Foam Lake. Yeah, another one of those guys who's who's really you know grown into a leader off the ice. Uh, same thing with, with Eric Houck, you know, telling guys uh, – to go, you know, pick up stuff or help out or put their phones away, whatever. So um, a guy who's really, really stepped into that leadership role. And, and like you said, had a, a great rookie season. I mean, he was tied for ninth in, in league scoring amongst rookies and goals with 14. So um, a guy who just really wants to, to be an impact player. And uh, I think having his brother around helps out as well. You know, they're, they're best friends off the ice as, uh, as either one of them will tell you. So um, I think Aiden uh, wants to be even more of an impact guy than he was last year. I'm sure he's going to see some, you know, power play time and big minutes up front. So, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, continue what he did last year and then hopefully build off it even further. We learned in the offseason that Cole Nagy is an accomplished two-sport athlete, uh, doing big things not so much on the ice but in the links. Yeah, he's a great golfer. He won a, won a junior tournament uh, in Saskatchewan over the summer, and I think he won one uh, in Swift Current as well. So uh, his brother's down uh, at uh, college somewhere playing on a golf scholarship as well. So that, uh, that's a golf uh, central family aside from his hockey, of course. So um, you know, he's a guy who who embraced his role after the trade last year from from Prince Albert. Um, you know, his points per game jumped to almost doubled to after the trade. So uh, he was the Broncos' best faceoff guy last year. Uh, he's got the size, obviously the six six size. And last year he was listed at six six one ninety eight. This year he's listed at six six two twenty. So uh, must have put in some work over the off season to get a bit stronger as well. So um, I think this is a guy as well who who really wants to establish himself. Uh, you know, as a as a strong contributor in the league. Uh, you know, power play guy face-off guy, top six kind of guy. So um, I'm hopefully looking forward to seeing Nagy uh, continue to grow what she did last year and and uh, become an even more dangerous player. We've all put on weight during COVID. <laughs> Him in an athletic, flattering way. I was going to say, he, he did it in the right way. That's right. <laughs> in a way that will no doubt augment his game. Uh, moving to the blue line and, uh, you know, something that unfortunately due to the pandemic and everything that, that kind of got swept under the rug were our team awards last year. And uh, without much fanfare, Alex Moore took the uh, top defenseman award. And uh, I imagine number five, looking forward to getting back on the ice. Eh? Yeah, I think he really flies under the radar, honestly. Um, you know, he was a power play contributor last year, playing regularly on five on three in the top power play units. So, 
Um, you know, I think he is a guy who's heavily leaned on in all situations, honestly. Um, you know, kill penalties, he'll play on the power play. He'll, you know, defend that lead uh, with, you know, with a minute to go. He'll be out there looking for a tied goal with a minute left. So, um, you know, like you said, I think he really did fly under the radar with uh, with winning that uh, defenseman of the year. And and uh, a guy who I think is really happy to be back, um, you know, seems to have a smile on his face pretty regularly around practice and things like that. So, I think Alex is, uh, again, going to take that step forward this year, and uh, I'm sure he wants to build off of uh, being the defenseman of the year from last year. There's some excitement about uh, Sam McGinley as he continues to get older and wiser in the Western Hockey League, uh, and I saw that, uh, again, you mic'd him up for practice and posted that content on our socials, and from a mic'd up perspective, he certainly didn't disappoint, and uh, you know, I imagine it'll be similar on ice as well. Yeah, he's a great kid. Um, you know, he just, he's, it seems like he's always laughing all the time. Obviously not when, you know, the game is going on and things are serious, but any other time you catch him, you look at him from whatever he's doing, he's always laughing, he's always smiling. So he's just a really positive uh, influence around the room, I think. And uh, I think he really found a home last year after that trade from Regina, you know, 12 points in 39 games, uh, kind of picked up the offense as the season went along. So uh, I think this is a guy who's kind of a two-way defenseman, um, you know, can play in the power play and play in the penalty kill as well. And um, you kind of hope that uh, as these guys get older and more comfortable, they're able to contribute more and uh, contribute regularly. So I think Sam uh, kind of fits that mold pretty well. And uh, I'm sure he'll be relied on to, to do both of those things at either end of the ice. And, uh, you know, hopefully you, know, you cheer for, for teams and you can cheer for players individually. And I think Sam is one of those guys to cheer for individually because he's just such a great kid. So I'm hoping that he uh, continues to progress. Looking at a guy on our roster who's got uh, a lot of experience, brings a lot to the table, some big game experience in the league, 20-year-old Caleb Bullich. Yeah, just uh, one of those guys who also is a big-time leader on the team. Um, you know, he's uh, he's running around there making sure guys are, you know, on the straight and narrow uh, before practice, during practice, uh, all those sorts of things. And um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him play 25-ish minutes a game uh, for these 24 games. Um, I think he's going to play every single situation, first guy over the boards uh, for power play and for penalty kill. Um, you know, his offensive game uh, reached a level that it hadn't been uh, at in Vancouver at all during his time in Vancouver uh, once that trade uh, happened uh, with the Giants last year. So um, I think this is a guy who really wants to take advantage of these final 24 games. Um, you know, he knows this, this is uh, his last kick of the can, so to speak, in the Washington Hockey League. And, you know, he said he can't believe it's already coming to an end. So, I would expect a pretty motivated uh, Caleb Bullich out there for these 24 games. We're taking a look at players on the roster who are returning members of the Swift Current Broncos. And uh, last but certainly not least, the team MVP, the the man in the crease, Isaac Poulter. Yeah, I mean, what more can you say about uh, about Isaac, honestly? Um, you know, deserved that team MVP. No no question about it. Uh, he was, you know, the reason the Broncos picked up the wins that they did and, and uh, the reason that they were in some games that they probably shouldn't have been last year. Um, you know, he shouldered the workload from start to finish, uh, you know, pretty much doubled his, his game total from last year and uh, or the year before and, you know, led the WHL in shots faced and total saves. So um, he was he was the man last year. And I, I think that's going to continue this year. You know, the Broncos certainly have a, a more than capable backup in, uh, in Reed Dick, but. Um, you know, Isaac's still the guy, I think, here in Swift Current and, um, and deservedly so with the way that he played last year. And he's super excited to get back at it. You know, he had that very brief stint uh, in white court there to get some game action in. But uh, he's he's thrilled to be here. And uh, I'm sure he's one of the guys who's most excited about the game on Saturday. How do you see that working this year with uh, the situation in goal? Do you think Poltz is going to play the majority of the 24 games or is is Reed Dick ready for that next step? Great question. Um, you know, it's it's tough for me to to say, obviously, that the coaches have the final say and they might even know already in their minds kind of what they want to do. But, 
Um, you know, I think they drafted Reed Dick with, with the mindset that he was uh, you know, going to be a huge part of this team's future. And, and now that he's here and then kind of forced his way onto the roster as a 16 year old uh, at uh, you know, such a, such a quick progression that he's had over the last year and a half or so. Um, you know, I, I think if you've got a goalie like that, you don't want to sit him down too often. Uh, you don't want to make him sit on the bench for, you know, 2018 games or whatever it may be over the course of this, uh, this hub. And, and just the fact that all the games are so close together and there's not much time off, uh, you think the goal or the coaches want to make sure that Isaac isn't getting overworked either. So um, I think they're excited to have Reed uh, on the roster here. Uh, you know, he proved his worth. And then some last year with his, uh, his numbers with the Pembina Valley Hawks. And uh, he told me earlier in the summer that he, you know, he wanted to, to be on the team this year, regardless of what happened, how the season worked out. Uh, he was really working to make sure that he was a 16 year old on the Broncos this season. So uh, it will be interesting to see how they handle the, uh, the goalie numbers and the goalie games, but you know, we certainly expect that Isaac gets the majority of the games. But uh, I don't think the, the coaching staff will be uh, afraid to send out uh, Reed Dick any anytime soon. And speaking of a uh, young goaltender, Reed Dick, he's going to be joining us in just a moment. This is the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original Sixteen. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original Sixteen. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman, along with our feature guest, uh, rookie goaltender Reed Dick. Reed, uh, how's hub life treating you so far, man? Uh, it was pretty, pretty big adjustment at the start, but, you know, it's uh, all the guys have been great, so it's, it's going well. Yeah, there's a lot of rookies on this team, Reed. I know you know some of the guys uh, being from Manitoba and some of the other guys from there as well, but... Uh, obviously some returning guys and some older guys on the team as well. Uh, how do you feel the group is kind of uh, all coming together as, uh, as one big group? You know, it's pretty hard this year just because, you know, it's quarantine. It's quarantine at the start. So we all separated for so long, but the Zoom calls helped a bit. And then the first practice where we had where we could all get the guys together. It, uh, I felt like we bonded pretty good and uh, everyone's been included and uh, all the guys have been really good, especially for us young guys. So, yeah, it's been real well, real good so far. I imagine for you, you're seeing faster sticks and harder shots. You know, what's uh, what's it been like making the jump to, to the Western League and practicing every day with uh, with kids at this level? Yeah, you know what? I was fortunate enough to uh, play a little junior A in Manitoba there. So I didn't have to make the jump from uh, just U18 straight to the WHL. But yeah, it's an adjustment for sure. Like a lot of the guys, uh, I'd say they're a lot smarter too. Just uh, shoot for rebounds a lot more. And uh, it's been an adjustment. Uh, the speed's been a lot quicker, but... This last week of practice is, is uh, I've been starting to dial it in here, so it's been good. I know you had that uh, little stint there, I think five games with Winkler, as you mentioned, but, um, you know, jumping on the ice here every day now, sometimes twice a day over the course of this week for practice. Uh, I would imagine the excitement level kind of just grows uh, each and every day before that uh, first game on the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think all the guys are uh, really excited. I mean, a lot of these guys haven't played a game in almost over a year here. So, yeah, I know they're uh, – they're really anxious to get back on the ice and play some games here. So uh, it'll be good. Hopefully some good energy opening night. You know, prior to coming into the hub, uh, what was the last year in your life like, you know, obviously being a very active kid who uh, suddenly didn't have the opportunity to play sports? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was definitely weird for sure because I've been playing sports my whole life and, you know, have some busy weeks pretty much my entire life here. So it was an adjustment, but, you know, some of the gyms are still open and my buddies at home gyms. So, that was really where I focused on just working out and trying to get stronger off the ice. That was, uh, that was my main focus there when the rings were closed. Now I know you were a regular baseball player as well. I think I heard you say just recently that you've kind of taken a step back from playing baseball recently, but uh, you know, being a two sport athlete, uh, I mean, just kind of talk about your, your time playing baseball and uh, how much you enjoyed that as well. 
yeah, it was really good. It was like, uh, it's really good just to play with my buddies because some of them don't play uh, hockey. So it was really good to just connect with them that way. And it was, uh, yeah, I played on a lot of good teams with a lot of good guys and helps build relationships. And some guys now I'm playing against in hockey. So it's, uh, it's good to see some familiar faces. And uh, I feel like it's helped a lot just uh, with my athleticism and stuff like that. It's uh, good to play multiple sports. Yeah. So what, uh, you're, you're a tall guy. I'm going to guess, uh, first base pitcher. Outfield. Uh, catcher actually. No way. Yeah. You bet. So, it, you know, how did you, you touched on a little bit being a two sport athlete. So, uh, I imagine that there, there's a lot of fundamentals that are similar between being a catcher and being a goalie. Eh? Yeah. It's uh, you gotta have pretty good reaction time for both of them. Uh, it's both getting stuff, uh, thrown at you pretty quick. So, um, it's pretty similar. Yeah. But it's also different in the, uh, like hockey's a lot more complex. You know, there's a lot of, you got someone standing in front of you most of the time, a lot of tips and deflections. So it helps a lot, but it's for sure different. But you watch baseball regularly? Are you a major league baseball fan? Uh, I follow the Blue Jays a bit, but I've uh, slowly, I've been watching it less and less, just focusing on hockey here, but. Right on. So, uh, you know, you're getting set to, to get your first taste of WHL game action. Have you, have you spoken with the coaches much about your, your role this season and, and how many games they're expecting you to get into? I uh, know they haven't really talked to me about that. Not really role stuff. They just, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, it's, it'll be good. Like they don't have too much high expectations for me. I don't think, but I got some pretty high expectations for myself. So uh, I'm excited to get back out there and just play some games. No matter, no matter how many I get in, I just want to make the most of it. I remember talking to you back in the summer, Reed, and uh, obviously we didn't know what's, what was going to happen with the Western league season or the MJHL season at that point, but, uh, you were very adamant that you wanted to be on the Broncos roster as a 16-year-old. And uh, I mentioned to you at the time, there hasn't been a full-time 16-year-old Broncos goalie since 2002 before you were born. So, uh, you know, why were you so so adamant about being a 16-year-old goalie on the Broncos this year? I just I just want to play the highest level of hockey I can every year, you know, like just always working towards to be the best. I, you know, have the mentality to always, always try to be the best. Like you can't be perfect, but you got to work on perfection. So, um, that was my goal. It's been my goal for a little while and I'm, I'm glad it came true here. Over the past few years, there's been, uh, you know, some, some interesting passing of the torches in the Bronco crease. You had Stuart Skinner who passed to Joel Hofer and Hofer to Isaac Poulter. And, you know, you're being touted as the goalie of the future in this organization. Uh, how's it been, you know, being on the ice and practicing with, with last year's team MVP, Isaac Poulter? He's been really good. You know, like, he, uh, we talk a lot and just talk through uh, some goalie stuff about um, just practice stuff. And we went over a little video. He's been really good. Um, just learning a lot from him. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he knows a lot. He's been in the league for a little while. So just pick up on the things he does and just uh, learn from him a lot. It's, he's been really good with me. I remember Dean Brockman telling me about the conversation he had with you, uh, telling you that you could uh, officially get your pads in Broncos colors uh, for this season. Uh, what do you remember about that conversation? <laughs> that was, uh, was a little while ago, but it was very exciting. You know, I've, uh, it was my first set of free gear and I think my mom was, mom was pretty relieved too, that uh, she didn't have to help with me, but, uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, it was, a I was super excited. That was one of the, one of the happiest moments of my uh, week there. Um, but yeah, but also it's, uh, it's a lot of pressure, you know, cause they're putting money into you. So you got to perform cause, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're investing time and money into you. So you gotta, you gotta give it back and, uh, work on put it uh get back on the ice and just uh win games for the team you know what's uh how are you feeling heading into to saturday's 
home opener, I guess, if you want to call it that. But uh, home opener Saturday, finally some game action. That, that's got to have you feeling pumped, eh? Yeah, I'm super amped up for it. You know, the body was hurting a little bit at the start. Just uh, it was a pretty, pretty quick turnaround from quarantine straight into the practices. But a lot of recovery work we've been doing, a lot of stretching. So the body's feeling better now. And it's, I'm super excited just to uh, get the taste of WHL for the first time here. I think there's always that belief in hockey circles, uh, Reed, that uh, goalies are, are weird guys. Uh, would you consider yourself a bit of a weird guy, do you think? I didn't until uh, Poulter started calling me weird all the time, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't think I was, but maybe I am. So um, I don't try to be, but I don't think I'm too uh, superstitious or anything like that, but um, maybe a little stitious. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's been a while since we talked. We talked uh, not long after you got drafted on the podcast here. Uh, you know, it, it, talk about your game and who, who's an NHLer that uh, that you would compare yourself to. We'll ask that classic question here: who's a who's a pro who you model your game after? I try to be uh, kind of like a Carey Price, Carter Hart, because they're both they're pretty technical, but they both also are super athletic. And uh, I'd say that's one of my best uh, best uh, attributes on the ice, just my athleticism. I'm, uh, I got a lot of length and uh, long limbs, so I can reach and uh, save a lot of pucks that some of the shorter guys couldn't. So, um, and they're also super good skaters, which is that's something I'm trying to work on and work towards just um, edge work and just being a best skater I can be. Um, so that would be the guy that I try to model the game after. Uh, a large part of being a goalie is also the mental side of things. Uh, how do you think you prepare yourself uh, mentally to get into game action? Um, I'd say I just visualize a lot, um, do a little hand-eye coordination, get my eyes eyes going. I'd say the eyes are one of the most important muscles, most used for sure. So, um, yeah, I don't try to stay super um, serious before games and stuff because I feel like when I tense up, I'm overthinking, and that's when I uh, – a lot of goals going that shouldn't. So I try to stay pretty loose, just talk to the guys. But once warm up come around and like old Canada and stuff like that, you know, that's when you really got to dial it in and focus on what your job ahead of you and stuff like that. So goalies are often creatures of habit and have the same game day routine, some more unusual than others. Uh, do, you, do you have any game day quirks that uh, you go through as, as part of your process? No, I'm not, uh, I'm not that weird. I don't think for a pregame routine, but I just, you know, I try to get my body loose. Sometimes some uh, part of my body sore, so I got to work that out. And then a little bit of hand-eye coordination with like wall ball and stuff like that, a couple of racquetballs. But, um, and I just try to get a good sweat and warm up and then another good sweat on ice warm up just to get my blood flowing, blood through the muscles. But um, yeah, I'm pretty simple, pretty simple guy. 12 rookies on the team this year, Reed, uh, including yourself. Uh, you know, when you look around that room and you see all these young guys, it's got to be kind of exciting knowing that, uh, you know, this is uh, – you know, maybe part of the big core group uh, for the next sort of wave of uh, South Korean Broncos that you're a part of. Yeah, I know, like, there's a lot of hype around us. We're a pretty young team. So the next two years ahead of us are uh, going to be a big year and expect big things from us. And it's also really good because uh, I'm not the only one going through this first year in the league stuff. I got a couple of buddies who are just, just as new to it as me. So we can learn things from each other, not just the vets. And it's, uh, it's really nice to have those guys around. Did that help you in your decision to, to sign that WHL standard player agreement, knowing that you were part of a pretty deep draft class? Yeah, for sure. Like I also knew a couple of guys on the team, like Braden Lewis drafted the year before, good buddies with him. So I knew I wasn't going in blind and uh, I've heard only great things about the organization and the town and the people involved. So it was, it was pretty, it was a no brainer for me because I, I knew a lot of people who loved it there. So it was a, it was a no brainer. 
you got uh, you know potentially five years of Western Hockey League hockey ahead of you. Read uh, any sort of idea of what what you're hoping to accomplish uh, throughout your time in the Western League, uh, regardless of how long it might be. Um, just win a championship, obviously. I think we have a great great group of guys, great young core here, and I think they're all pretty hungry for it. I mean, this team won one not too long ago, but a couple couple uh, struggling years here. So I know that our age group really wants to turn it around and uh, bring winning back to Swift Current here. Anything else, Bosch? I think that's about it. All right. Reed Dick, 16-year-old goaltender, set at some point over the next uh, couple of weeks to make his Western Hockey League debut in the Swift Current Bronco crease. Uh, Reed, thanks so much for, uh, for taking the time to chat with us here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, Coach's Show segment. Uh, head Coach General Manager Dean Brockman back joining us on the uh, Original 16 Broncos This Week podcast. Dean, uh, just a few days away now, it, uh, it must be a pretty surreal feeling to just be literally, you know, a, a, a few hours away from, from game time, eh? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, we still have a, a few days in between here yet, but, uh, you know, all in all, it's, uh, it's getting closer to that moment we've been waiting for for a, for a long period of time, for sure team had uh, a week of practice or so and some two-a-days there mixed in as well. Do you feel like the pace is starting to pick up as uh, the days are moving along here? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, guys are starting to get back into the groove a little bit. You can tell that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, mentally they're, you know, getting a little bit exhausted. But uh, physically, I feel the pace has been really, really good, you know, throughout. I think, you know, it's getting been, you know, I think the key thing, it's been getting longer. You know, at the beginning, the pace was really good, but it would tail off pretty quickly. And, and now by the end, it feels like, uh, you know, we're getting more out of our practice every day. You know, in terms of the uh, the hub setup, uh, it, it's teams with, with ice times at the rink, at the brand center there. Is there much overlap? Like, are you able to watch other teams practice or is that just a big no-no during these restrictions? No, you said it. It, it is a big no-no. It's, uh, you know, that crossover into... Uh, you know, certain people's area that's uh, prohibited. And yeah, we haven't watched anybody else. And, you know, we've had a few teams uh, watch us, but just for short previous or short moments, uh, nothing too serious. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. It'd be great to watch the other teams, but uh, you know, it's, it's the same for all of us. A lot of restrictions in place, obviously players having to wear masks everywhere and uh, coaches on the ice as well. But uh, I've been really proud to see all these guys uh, not to mess around when it comes to this mask mandate here. Yeah, you know what, uh, I've been really, really happy with our group, uh, you know, what uh, they've adhered to it. They want to play hockey, so in order to play hockey, you got to wear a mask and you got to wear it the right way. It, it, you know, you know, certainly uh, I wouldn't say that we're acclimatized quite yet, but uh, we're in a pretty good spot for our group. There's got to be some excitement. Uh, you know, your your home opener, so to speak, is going to be Saturday night against uh, a team that this organization has been familiar with, used to be in the same division, uh, and uh, I'm sure one of your teams to line up against, uh, one of your favorite teams to line up against, the Saskatoon Blades. Uh, what do we know about the opposition for the, the home opener this weekend? Well, you know, certainly they've got, you know, Tristan Robbins, who's a very dangerous player, was drafted, and, you know, we can forget about their 20-year-old captain, you know, Chase Water, he's just a warrior. And, you know, they've got some new faces too. So some of their young guys, their old horse, uh, you know, can really fly. So, you know, certainly they're kind of in a, you know, reset stage as well, but they certainly have some older guys that can hurt you if, if you let them. And, uh, 
we'll certainly have to take time and space away from those guys. Uh, we know that uh, they're going to be a well-rounded group. Uh, you know, Lever always does a really good job with them. You mentioned new faces. Uh, your team has plenty of new faces as well. Uh, 12 rookies on the squad this year, some new 20-year-olds as well. So uh, how do you feel these guys are all kind of gelling together in practice? A completely new look team for the Broncos this year. Yeah, you know, we've certainly had growing pains because everybody's kind of uh, – the, the one good thing is that we've had kind of a fresh start here. And when I say that, uh, you know, we've implemented a lot of different things. And uh, instead of uh, some of our older guys, uh, you know, trying to think they know it, uh, you know, we have had everybody on the same page trying to learn and try and grasp the new ideas that we're in. How's the uh, mixture of this team? You know, Bosch talked about it. There's a lot of new faces on the roster this year. How's that uh, gelling procedure between all these new faces and your vets? Well, it's funny because uh, when we came out of quarantine, uh, uh, you know, guys, you know, you could tell the guys that had been talking throughout the summertime or, or you know, certain areas of the year that they took off because they kind of gravitated towards each other. But, uh, you know, it's been nice to see uh, – you know, we've had a couple of our new 20-year-olds, uh, you know, sit with a 15-year-old and, you know, some 16 sitting with 18-year-olds. So it's it's really been good. I mean, you know, we're in this together. I think there's, you know, 31 of us all, you know, in one hub. So there's no running from it. You have to kind of adhere to what we're talking about. And you also have to, you know, let them have some fun and some laughs, uh, you know. And again, you know, certainly, you know, making sure that all the restrictions uh, are, you know, are followed. Uh, at the time of this uh, interview, there's no uh, leadership group officially named yet, but is it kind of a thought process of everybody who's uh, been around here before is uh, kind of expected to be a bit of a leader? Yeah, I know we, you know, we certainly know, you know, the old guys that have been with us, you know, for a period of time, they know that we can be very approachable and, and we ask that our older players are as well. So, you know, I, I think for us, uh, it's been a good mix. Uh, I mean, we've got some young guys pushing the old guys and, and that's always exciting when that happens. So, you know, with leadership, uh, you know, it takes some time. I mean, obviously, we, we want to get to that point at some point, uh, you know, here pretty quickly. But, you know, quite honestly, our older guys have come into, you know, some kind of a camp here or whatever you call it, uh, in really good shape. Uh, they've adhered to a lot of the things we've talked about. Obviously, there's some different roles that they've been uh, put in as far as maybe a lesser role in some instances. But, uh They've accepted it and uh, they'll roll with it. Kind of a broad question here, but uh, coaching staff, any surprises from the uh, first few practice sessions with this team? Uh, well, not for myself personally. That might be a question to, to ask Scotty or Brandon because they haven't seen everybody play. But, uh, you know, I have and I, I you know, surprises, no. Um, I don't think so. I think we kind of predetermined what we had coming in and that's why we selected the group of 26 that we did. Uh, when it comes to getting into game action, obviously you can't recreate what full game action looks like in practice, but uh, you're anticipating any sort of rest in that first game or are you hoping guys can kind of jump in with both feet right away? Yeah, you can uh, run all you want, but it's not a marathon, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know what, uh, until you play with real bullets uh, instead of uh, Nerf gun bullets uh you know things always have to be adjusted i think you know guys for some guys it's been a full year for some guys it's been you know a long period of time so you know obviously the pace of the game is going to be something that uh, we're going to have to quickly adjust to and um yeah it's it's gonna you know i anticipate uh, you know a pretty you know scrappy game but 
you know, hopefully guys just kind of are mentally in it. And that's the big thing. I think, you know, if you start to drift in these situations, uh, you know, you're going to find out who the guys are, who the real players are and who the guys are that are pretending to be. Talk to the, uh, speak to the excitement level of this team right now, nerves, excitement, a little bit of both. What, uh, what kind of a read are you getting on the kids? Well, I, I think for us, uh, you know, some of the kids that, uh, have played a game, I think are, you know, a little bit more familiar or have been around us. They, they know what we're all about, but uh, you know, old cliches or whatever you want to call it, but we're really focused on the day. Um, we'll worry about the game on the day of the game. And, and really right now it's, uh, we still have some work to do. I think, uh, you know, certainly there's some off ice stuff that we have to clean up and, you know, we just really, really, really want to focus on that one particular day. And when it comes to that day, you know, hopefully there's a bunch of nerves and, and guys will get that out early in the game. Broncos This Week podcast, our coaches segment with uh, head coach and general manager Dean Brockman. Uh, at the time, this has been released only two days away from the Bronco home opener this weekend against Saskatoon. Dean, thanks for taking time out of Hub Life to, to chat with us today, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. A big thank you to Dean Brockman and rookie goaltender Reed Dick for joining us on the pod this week. Uh, Craig Boschman in the hub, Ryan Schweitzer back in beautiful sense-making swift current and uh, just two days away from the puck dropping on the uh, on the season. I imagine you've talked to a lot of other people around the league. You know, what, what's the level of excitement right now, not just with the Broncos, but with the other six teams that are there? Oh yeah, guys are guys are ready to go. Uh, you know, James Gallo from the Musha Warriors is in the hub here, and I've ran into him a couple times, and you know, able to chat about the excitement levels. And Brandon Crow with the uh, Brandon Wheat Kings is here in Regina and uh, jumping into practice every game and that kind of stuff. So there's certainly some excitement uh, around the whole hub. I think uh, everybody's getting ready to go. Uh, you know, it's been so long; it's, it's coming up on the one year anniversary of the the last season getting shut down. So it's, uh, it's hard to believe that it's, it's been a full year. Sometimes it feels like it's been five at this point, but uh, it's, it's pretty exciting to know that just in a couple of days, uh, the Broncos are getting back on the ice for some meaningful game action and really can't wait to, to kind of take it all in. It's going to be wild next week, actually having games to break down on the Broncos this week podcast. We haven't been able to do that for a while. So in the meantime, that'll do it for another edition of Broncos this week brought to you by original 16. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.